Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the 9 to 5 Faith podcast. I'm here with one of my new friends, Kimir Baker. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited to be here with you. I'm so excited. And this has been like months in the making, too, (laughs) just because life and schedules and all of that stuff. So I'm so happy that we finally get to sit down. We get to have a good conversation and we get to talk about all the things, faith and work and all that good stuff. Yes. So well, tell us, a, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name, as you already said, is Kimir Baker. And about five years ago, I started a nonprofit called J Intelligence Networks. And for short, we're J Intel, because that is a mouthful. And what we do, we provide educational programs, faith-based educational programs for emotional health and healing, emotional healing as well. And being a the founder and a CEO, that's what brought me here today because I can work a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I've learned some things in my own walk with God in terms of just discipline so that I'm making sure that I'm connecting with him in the midst of all that needs to get done. And I would say, as I made that statement, I was like, well, Tamir, your story is not that different. You're a woman. <laughs> and as a woman, that's what we do. We get the job done. Yeah. And sometimes in that process, we kind of overlook ourselves and overlook digging deeper in our walk with God because we just don't have time. Yeah. So oh, I have so many questions kind of rolling through my head. So the first one is when setting up your company, how did you, it's kind of, I guess, a little bit easier because it is the product is a faith-based product, but how do you in, in terms of like company culture, hire, we always said hire and fire to your values, you know, how do you keep Jesus and your Christian values at the forefront of your mind when you're running your business? Well, it actually is kind of interesting because there are certain things you're not supposed to do by law in terms of Uh, how much you communicate God and and things of that nature. And so for myself, I realized that a lot of what we represent, we have to walk it. We -hmm. can't just say, oh, we represent God in the new and fresh light. Like we have to make sure that we're treating people with love, dignity, and respect. And those attributes, when it come out, a lot of people at times don't have that experience. They, They may have the experience where their bosses over them, they're being micromanaged, they're not being built up. And Mm -hmm. so when we can come and present those practices, they know right away that we're different. And then they feel so like excited. And so then they just work harder because Mm -hmm. they feel believed in. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's been exciting to see because I, before my character was, let me say Jesus, if I didn't put him in a sentence, I'm not believing today. (laughs) and to to make that adjustment and because not everyone can receive Christ in that way where it's just in their face and so I had to learn how to adjust my presentation of him so that he is not only still being seen but approachable Mm. seen but approachable I I'm actually working on on some writing right now and I have like normal but sacred Mm. and I feel like what you just said like seen but approachable is like the same exact like kind of falls into the same dichotomy of of the two because yeah like I think I think that there's this 
holiness, right? The reverence that we should have for God, but also like Jesus for everyone who accepts him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. We know in our journey, there were times where we weren't ready to hear him and want to draw closer to him. And so then it becomes, who are we to be the complete opposite when he met us where we were at and was able to have that conversation with us and slowly bring us to that place where we're like, get my life. I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think too, like that not only, not that it waters down the gospel, but it it helps people understand like kind of the context of Jesus and like how he works. I know it sounds like really vague, but I'm thinking of like the chosen series, right? Like I know there's like a lot of like internal controversy of like the legitimacy of it. And I think like, you know, you can argue, you know, theology every day with it. That's fine. You know, that's not what I do. Um, More power to those people who do. But I think that what it has done in a really great way is it has shown both the humanity and holiness of Mm -hmm. Jesus, which is a really beautiful thing to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And when I watch The Chosen, I've seen a couple of episodes because what they do is they they fill in the gaps of the possibility of what what was that culture like? What could have been? Mm-hmm. And and, you, and when I watch it, I'm like, you know, I never thought about it that way. I never yeah. thought about Matthew doing X, Y, and Z and, and someone being X out from their family. I was like, I, I never processed that because when you read it, you read it so quickly sometimes. Right. You know, slow down and say, well, wait a minute. How how did that decision impact other people around them? Mm. And I feel like The Chosen does a good job of showing what that impact looks like. Oh yeah. There's a book, um, that I like to read. It's called, what if it's true? And mm. have you read it? I haven't, but it sounds enticing. Oh, it's so good. Um, but it's this guy who usually writes fiction mm-hmm. and it's all, it's half memoir, half, half like historical nonfiction, but, but it's mm. like, what he does is he applies his skills as a fiction writer on top of the Bible and like the stories of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so he does it in, in, in a book form, the same thing that I see done in the chosen is like Mm -hmm. adding a lot of context Mm -hmm. to, um, to different stories, like, you know, the birth of Jesus. Well, like we just, no, like, okay, Mary didn't have room at the end, so she gave birth in a stable. Well, he adds context around it and is like, it's freezing cold. Mary is in pain. Right. Like, there are animals pooping right next to her, like, yes. she's in a, in a barn, yes. in essence. So it, he just adds, like, different context to it. So, yeah, those things like that, I always recommend those to people because as a good starting point, especially when they're getting to know the Bible. Yeah, that totally makes sense because it hits your heart in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think it we were able to see it mm-hmm. like yeah. and how we're just able to see it in a way that makes more sense mm-hmm. anyways there's there's a little tidbit about reading the bible um 
<laughs> so in what ways have you used your faith to kind of develop the policies around your work? So like whether it is, you know, respecting the Sabbath or, you know, how you even pay your employees or dig into that for me. Yeah, I think for me, our our philosophy is integrity. That That's one of our pillars is integrity and showing God in a fresh light. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's been many times where you know, the flesh will come in and you want to cut corners and and you want to not pay someone as much because you don't have very much money. Mm. But after a while, you're like, okay, you know, that makes no sense. Mm. This person has worked really hard. They've demonstrated their value to us. Why am I wanting to cut something that they need? And so those, those things are, I think, brings me back from the flesh, like, okay, well, God meet our needs if we give abundantly. And I will say that he does. Mm. And so that, that was something that I continue to learn, especially in the first couple of years when we were starting, just in terms of not being so tight-fisted with finances, being responsible, mm. but allowing God to breathe through them and in the process, impact people around and again, as I said before, we really do work on us being a light. And, you know, when they come in, they read our mission, they, they know what we're about. And so that does add another layer of, okay, well, how are you going to engage with me if I know that this is who right. you represent? Right. Yeah. And we know sometimes Christians get it bad because if you make one mistake, all Christians are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so it, it does put us at a higher standard than most individuals, most companies because of that. Yeah, I, I, I have been able to work for some Christian companies and they, they like to say, you know, Christian companies should be the best run businesses mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they have that integrity level. But also I think in the way that it, I mean, business ethics even, right? Like you can go into down that rabbit hole if you want to of like how you run your businesses in an ethical way and also um when it comes to things like you know acting against your mission or against your values you know we're all human that's going to happen but I think the response is so significantly different and that's what sets Christians apart from yeah you know other people yeah, because I've learned generally, let me learn my lesson so I don't have to keep learning the same lesson. Yeah. And and God will place you back in a circumstance to continue to purify. Yeah. So I'm like, well, let me get that the first time. <laughs> Make my life a little bit easier. Take the pain away. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and, then, and then after you're done with the frustration and you really ponder over, you're like, wait a minute, this was self-induced because I knew better. But this was the route that I took. So I can't get mad at God. Um, I, I need to take responsibility for my actions. Mm. And then one thing God has been teaching me, I've just started like my own garden um, in my backyard. And one thing that he really has been teaching me is what you were saying earlier of him providing. Mm-hmm. And 
one thing that I'm learning is he will give you just enough. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like you have a story about that and I want to hear it. Yeah. I mean, you want abundance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I, I state that we we're because no profit, of course, apply for grants and and there was one grant that I applied for and, and I was like, I put in for the max. I was like, mm. okay, I can't wait. Cause, mm. Cause these are all the things that we need to get through. And I think that what we were awarded was a fraction. Mm-hmm. It, I think it was 1% of the request. And, uh, and I was like, okay. But on the flip side, that organization received so many requests um, because they're not a lot of loopholes that you have to go through. Mm-hmm. And so then once you start thinking, I was like, wait a minute, we actually did really well to get a response. Mm. Yeah. We did well to get a response that quickly. And even though it was 1%, it could have been nothing. Right. And we used it, of course, but would it be great to have gotten the abundance? Right. And so it, it is all God's timing. Yeah. And I think just his provision, you know, I just think about one of, I mean, it's one of my favorite stories because I mean, all the Bible stories where I'm like, I wouldn't do that. And I'm like, yeah, you would like, that would definitely be you. But yeah. you know, when, when the Israelites are in the desert and God provides them with manna and he says, don't keep it. Like you have to trust me that we're going to still provide, yeah. um, and you know, those who kept it, it went rotten and spoiled within, you know, within a day and yeah. it didn't last. And and so just that, that absolution of like God giving us just what we need when we need it, yes. when we ask. Yes. And he's a right on time God. Yeah. But he's not a before God. <laughs> Oh my God, you know, I'll be less anxious if you wanted to do it before. <laughs> yes, that too. But also, do not worry where I am yeah. with you. <laughs> There's also that element. And and that's that's been I, I like uh I this takes me all the way back to like my childhood when mm-hmm. we would like um sing the verse like thy lamp is a uh guide to my feet and a light into my path or I'm butchering it yes. right now. But um and I heard a sermon one time and I was like, it's a it's a lamp. It's not a floodlight. It's not the sunshine. It is a lamp. How far ahead can you see with a lamp? Not very far. Right. God yes. gives you a lamp for he shows you what is right in front of you, not down the line. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I I always liked that because I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like as much as we hate it, but I mean, the, the ability that we have to surrender that to God, it's, you know, our wanting to cling to it is just our attempt at control. Yeah. It's our, our version of security. Yeah. And really our security should just be in Jesus. Yeah. And that's what he says. And, and that's why it's a constant wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the tension there. So tell me a little bit about you're developing a faith-based product. Um, 
obviously, you know, you are living out those, those principles in your work. But what I hear from a lot of my friends who have worked in ministry mm-hmm. is that um, it can become a little bit, I guess, numbing. Hmm. In essence, so like, for example, say I, I, I don't to correct me if this is a poor example, but like you're writing a curriculum mm-hmm. and you're spending time in the word writing this curriculum based off of what you said, you just count that as your time spent with Jesus. Oh yeah. That, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> I, had to, I don't think I had it works to, for anyone. Yeah. I, I learned the hard way. Like God, he he interrupts me like he is very devoted to us having time together Mm. and so if I'm not putting my time in with him I start going crazy I've just learned that emotionally I'm all over the place Uh, my faith is all over the place and even when I'm home with my family because there's so many different levels of responsibility when you're in your family Mm -hmm. and you have less time because there's so many needs uh, the, you know, th- that's the temptation to, okay, I'm gonna meet those needs and then I'll do God later. And then later becomes, you know, the next day and then right. it's barely the next day. And, th- and then it keeps going. And, but when I'm in that phase, that stage, I'm not right. right. <laughs> I'm, I'm more hostile towards people. Uh, I'm short tempered. I, everything is about me. It's about mm. me, my needs, because I'm not looking through the lens of him and I'm not being strengthened by him. And so that was something he taught me in the beginning for the nonprofit. And and it's been great because it spared me from more hurt because he is very deliberate in wanting to spend time with me. And and now I I can take pride in that in in a sense of, wow, you love me that much. You want this much time? Okay. (laughs) You got all these other things you could be doing. You got all these other people going yeah. on, all this chaos, but you're that deliberate and going to town with me. Okay. Who am I to turn down the creator of the world? That's beautiful. I have never considered that before. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he gets to spend time with us and he chooses to spend time with us. Yeah. And very deliberate with it. And yeah. And so loving and so kind. And for me, he had to transform or or change my perspective to be able to see the loving kindness because of the previous messages that I had ingrained in terms of you got to be X, Y, and Z. Mm. Even to approach him, your stuff got to be perfect. Right. And and that's not his character. That's not his perspective. And so once I was able to remove that that faulty lens that foggy lens and put that lens in of through you know he says all the time in his word and actually start believing that yes I'm wonderfully formed yes you know I will do anything the impossible like are you giving me these things yeah and and, and once that start being implanted or implanted in my spirit then it became oh why why wouldn't I want to spend time with you yeah. One thing that I am learning too, I'm I'm going through this book on prayer and it was it was like do you go to God about everything in prayer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. Like yeah. and that 
asked me a really hard question of like, am I even diluting my prayers? Like you were saying earlier of like, oh, you have to have everything all perfect in order to approach God. And yeah. it's like, no, am I going to him about everything? Because yeah. he already knows, like, who am I kidding? Like, he already yeah. knows my thoughts. And but like, why do I think he's so far removed from me that I don't need to be going to him about this stuff. Yeah. And, and God just challenged me recently in that mm. I was praying, crying and praying as I do at times <laughs> because of my own, like, when is stuff going to happen? Yeah. But when I was praying, it was so clear that gentle whisper was, you're not asking. Mm. And I was like, oh God, I, I was like, but can't you tell <laughs> <laughs> you already know. You say you already know. Like right. you, you created me. You know my desires, yeah. and and so to to hear that voice of even though he knows he still wants us to ask. Yeah, and, and it's so hard to get in that mindset sometimes because we can go on autopilot. Like yeah. I got this to do list today. I got ten items. I'm just gonna rush through it, and um. But then, for me sometimes doing that without putting him first I still feel so unfulfilled mm. and or I feel more anxious I'm so anxious because there's so much that needs to get done mm. and then it's like but what would it be like if I went to him in the morning and said God guide my day mm. what would that 10 list look like I'm pretty sure it will change and yeah. so recently I started to say okay God help me to guide my day and give me the things that are going to be the most impactful for that day. Yeah. yeah. Because there's so much to get done. Yeah. <laughs> there always is. Yeah. And I was telling my mom the other day, I was like, I feel like the little hamster on the wheel, just going and going and going, but you don't have anything to show for it in yeah. my mindset. Right. Right. I, I was telling my husband the other day, I like, was on like a rollout, like with my personal work and I was working and I was working and I walked in and out into the kitchen and sweet thing made dinner for me and all oh. that stuff. And I walked out, I'm like, okay, I'm finally finished with work. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. I'm at a stopping point with the work. Mm-hmm. I'm not finished with it mm-hmm. by any means, but I'm at a place where I can stop for the day. Um, yeah. so, you know, yes, there's always something to do. So how do you check yourself when it comes to like, especially running your own business, like Mm -hmm. doing just like a self inventory of like one, you're the person in charge. So like the line stops with you, but also like, there's always going to be something to do. Exactly. And I will say that has been my journey for years, learning to rest in him and so we're always having that conversation. Girl, when are you going to sit down and just rest <laughs> and let me get things done? Yeah. And um, in April, I ended up getting sick. And mm. I thought that I had COVID. And then I thought I had pneumonia. But it was a some respiratory bug that just took me out. And for two weeks, as I was sick, there was things I just couldn't do because I wasn't feeling well. But that's when I saw God doing things with the nonprofit. Like doors just start opening up. And I was like, oh, so basically you telling me I'm in your way. <laughs> so <laughs> you, had to, you had to sit me down and right, get me yeah. sick so you can start opening up the doors because my innate nature is to work. And yeah. he tells me all the time, come here, you can't work your miracle. Mm. 
Mm. And so, um, so how do I check myself? I got sick. <laughs> and it's like, right. I, I try not to get to that extreme, but sometimes because I get so fixated, you know, God will provide interruptions to kind of get me back on track. Yeah. And sometimes I'm, I'm in tune enough where I can stop myself, but it depends on what my priorities are at that time. So, yeah. Yeah. I can definitely understand that because, um, I am surrounded by people who not to call you stubborn, but might be a little bit stubborn about God's lessons. And like, you have to like be bed bound for two weeks in order for you to like completely understand it and just like watch God move. Um, me and my husband just went through something similar where I'm like, Oh, and God just wanted to tell you, like, you learn lessons the hard way. Like this is how you learn lessons. So this is where we're at. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because even while I was sick, because initially I thought I just had a cold. So I had prepared to be out for five days, Mm. but it just kept going. And so it's, it's like, are you listening? And they're like, no. Okay, we keep Are going. Are you there yet? <laughs> <laughs> keep knock, going. Knock. Right, right, exactly. And I always think too, like, I'm actually, ironically enough, I'm doing a series about rest right now mm. and like the different types of rest. Yes. And like, I, I think, I mean, I didn't realize this up until maybe a few years ago, but like, there's different types of rest and we need mm-hmm. to be providing rest for our whole selves. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we just think rest is like binge watching Netflix and sleeping until noon, like cool, but really like that will only maybe fix, you know, physical and mental rest. But what if your rest needs to be social or emotional or spiritual, yeah. like mm-hmm. which rest do you need? And and if you're feeling drained after your rest, you're probably not getting the right type. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. And even for me, where my lesson comes in the most is sleep rest mm. because of the to-do list. I, I got to get this done. Mm. And someone reminded me that when you're not sleeping, you're not giving your body the opportunity to recover. Yeah. And you don't make up that time. Like your body never fully recovers what you deprived it of. Yeah. Because you will think, okay, well, Saturday I'll just sleep in. And and that's a myth. Like you you still didn't get what your body needs to fully function. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that a friend really encouraged me with and wanted me to have the visual is that when you're sleeping, God is working. Mm. So why not take a break yeah. <laughs> and keep working yeah instead of thinking that it's all on me it's like yeah. no he's, oh he's yeah yeah. yeah and I heard something said about the sabbath in the same in the same regard as like do you think you're so like as a gut check of like do you think you're so important that the world is going to stop if you're not in it for a day like that's like that's not the truth like ego check like you know, the world can exist without you for a day. So take it off because God told us to. Yeah, for sure. And yet we're having this conversation because it's so challenging to do it. Yes. Yes, exactly. It is tough to do it. And it also, I, I think it's really fun. I mean, I, I love when like science is like scratching its head at like mysteries that like God created 
and sleep is one of them. You know, I, I have done a lot of research into sleep and there are people who do it professionally and they're like, why do we need like this? Like, why is our bodies hardwired for this chunk of time? You know, I think it's like a third of your life spent asleep. Like why have our bodies evolved to that point? When really I'm like, I think there's like a divine reason for it. I don't have the answer for it, but I think there's a divine reason that God created us to need sleep. Yeah. And we just like, don't know it, or at least science doesn't know it. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. They'll give you some, some ideas, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll, they'll tell you what happens if you don't sleep. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of things that happen when you don't sleep, but like stuff especially around like dreams and your brain and like like why the why we don't what the the why we need sleep is only in the um the side effects and the symptoms mm-hmm. of not sleeping it's not in the actual like core of why we actually need sleep as humans right anyways yeah. That's my aside. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm like looking at my book right now and I just yeah. did a video about it. And it's called why we sleep. Yeah. And it's and all you, this, it's all this stuff. As you what were saying it, I'm like, one of the things that's so clear is that you like to learn. Oh yeah. I, uh-huh. I mean, this bookshelf. And then also the other day I like had a, a mini meltdown because we moved in here like a month, a year and a half ago. And like, there are still boxes in closets. Like that's, that's real life. Um, and I was looking for a specific book and I couldn't find it anywhere. And just like this one book I haven't picked up in years, couldn't find it anywhere. I'm like, where's this book running around my house? So yeah, definitely, uh, a bookworm reader learner. (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's kind of bring it back, bring it around. You've kind of hinted at it, but I want you to go a little bit more in depth of what kind of does your day look like when it comes to rising, being with God, and then like family? Do you have kids? I don't have kids, so I, I don't have children. Okay. Is- okay. Are you are you married? I'm not married. Uh-huh. Okay. So you are taking care of yourself and yes. like, so I have the least amount of distractions, <laughs> but also like, I think it's a little bit easier to like get away with not doing stuff when you're like mm-hmm. alone. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, you but- have, I think in general, you have to be deliberate. Yeah. And, and that was one of the things why I like Paul, because no matter what, he was very mm-hmm. deliberate in everything that he did. Um, but for me, in terms of my my morning routine, which I know those who are married and have children, this is probably not possible for them because of time right. and commitments. But for myself, um, about two years ago, we was reading a, a book together as our church fellowship. And one of the things that he talked about was as soon as you wake up in the morning, drop to your knees and pray, mm-hmm. even before you go to the restaurant. So for the past two years, that's been my routine. I mm. get up and I drop and I pray. And it's just five minutes. It's not my full prayer because I still do have to go to the restroom. <laughs> yes. And you need a coffee if you drink coffee or tea. Or yeah. Yeah. I, I still need to, to wake up. 
Um, but that that has been really insightful because I'm acknowledging him and I'm, you know, because you, you, I think you, you might have received text or, or quotes about um, having God first thing in the morning. Well, mm-hmm. I can, I, I can say, yes, I do. Yeah. And, and then after that, in the restroom break, I have the privilege of being able to sit and, and study God's word. And mm-hmm. so my quiet times um, is usually about 30 to 45 minutes and, and just digging and allowing him to speak into me. But I will say I get in trouble at times because I will break that to do email or uh, internet stuff so I can post things about the organization. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, when I do that, I'm so disgusted at myself. Like, you know, this is supposed to be your time with God. Mm -hmm. You you know, these distractions to come in. Why are you going on social media first? Right. And so it it still is a a level of discipline. Yeah. Uh Because if if it's not uh, in a sense of me making the effort, I will make the effort to do something else. Mm. And it happens very quickly and easily. And so, but when I'm at home with my family, I don't have that luxury. I don't have the luxury of having this quiet space for 30 to 45 minutes. I don't have the luxury to get out the bed and pray on my knees first thing in the morning. And so when I'm in that context, when things are, you have family to take care of, right. um, I have to make sure that I'm, I'm praying throughout the day. I have to make sure that I find, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes where I can read a psalm and, and be refreshed in my spirit uh, where I'm able to, I'll just find that, that little time, that nugget for me so that God can calm my spirit. And so it took me a moment because I will feel guilty. I'm like, oh, but normally you're like at 45 minutes and now this is like 10. Mm, yeah. And and so I had to learn how to be creative in seeking him throughout the day and even uh, repeating scriptures mm. uh, throughout the day uh, so that I'm still being reminded of his word, or even if I'm doing a chore or if I have to drive somewhere where I put something on immediately that's sharing about him, uh, just to reconnect my spirit because living is is there and it's legit and it just happens. And, and for those mothers who have small kids, it's like, it's nearly impossible. Even going to the restroom there at the door. Right. Can I just go to the bathroom? (laughs) And then you try to lock the door and you hear him chuggling. You're like, oh my goodness. And so, so you have to be more creative to have that union with him. Yeah. But I know that if I am not deliberate in that level of uh, distraction or family environment, then at some point it will come out. Um, someone be like, come here, you're being real short to me. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, uh, <laughs> yes, you are. Or, or, or like I said before, uh, just thinking about me. Oh, you did this wrong. And, right. and it's because I haven't had that time with him. Mm. And, and so when I, when someone checks me from my character shortness, then I know, girl. You need to go spend your time, go outside, walk around the house, even if it's for five minutes, cry out to do something where you communion with him. Yeah. 
And I think too, like you even touched on something that I ha- haven't considered before of like that guilt of like not spending enough time with God at that, like when you have that guilt or just, I, I guess maybe that conviction, right. Yeah. It's making it about you too. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, it's like, I feel bad. Cause I'm, I didn't do this, but then like, you know, we're able to, I think if we reframe that into like what you were saying earlier is like, God wants to be spending this time with us. Yeah. Yeah. And because even if you don't reframe it and you stay in that mindset, what happens is you feel so guilty and it just keeps continuing to the point that you just give up Mm. altogether. Yeah. Because now you just feel so poorly about yourself and then it reflects in other things that you do throughout the day. And, and so I definitely gone down that path many times and had to reevaluate and, and seek deliverance with, um, even if I think about him in a given moment, oh, that that's actually really good because mm-hmm we can go on autopilot and, and, you know, just do all those things. But if, even if we allow ourselves to pause in our day and think about him and even say in that thought, God, I just love you. Yeah. Why wouldn't he want to hear that? Yeah. Like, oh, my daughter loves me. Look at it. Yeah. She's pausing just to tell me that she loves me today. Yeah, for sure. And when you, when you mentioned kids, the bathroom door it just took me back to this funny video that I wish I could share um but it's my um my nephew and um my brother-in-law is in the shower and my nephew is literally on the floor looking underneath the door frame dada like he's like a one and a half dada dada and you just hear him talking back and forth and my sister took a video of it and I was just like that's so funny because it is like really true like I don't have kids either but um yeah it is true that they are um literally at the bathroom waiting for you <laughs> looking for you yeah, yeah. I think and- one one thing too of like that just sticks out to me is just doing that little bit I I fall into that trap especially when it comes to like working out the days where I'm like, I got nothing. Like I have nothing in the tank and I just go, okay, just go try to do as much as you can in the gym. And then that's going to be enough for today. And, and, and whatever I end up doing, or when I'm actually working out, if I'm like, I am just beat and I can't continue any longer. I'll look, okay. I got 15 minutes in 15 minutes is better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then for those who don't have those distractions and do have the opportunity to invest in that time, I've learned from myself that I'm better equipped to meet my challenges if I spend that time with God in the morning so that he's guiding me throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Because there was one period where I was like, I'll do it at nighttime. Mm -hmm. And then what happens at nighttime? You're tired. You you can't really grab hold of anything and you don't have anything to refer to yeah because the day is over in terms of pulling you out of circumstances right yeah and so after my bible time i go exercise and then after that i start working yeah 
And then, and then the grind starts. Yes. I, the other thing too that that stood out to me is the discipline in in all of these conversations I'm having, especially on this podcast. I'm realizing that there is, I mean, an intended or unintended kind of uh, stereotype that Christians don't have to be disciplined in their faith or like they don't have to schedule out their faith. Almost every person I've, right. Every person I've talked to, almost every person I've talked to on this podcast has talked about how they schedule out time and they are disciplined in their time with God. And I think that I don't want to normalize that and normalize the, it's okay if it doesn't feel naturally, if it doesn't naturally come about, it's okay if it doesn't, because guess what? That's just the world that you're living in right now. Yeah. And I think a a lot of that stems from God being invisible. Mm. If he was in a physical representation and you had access to him physically throughout the day, it wouldn't be any different than your people relationships where for you being married, like you want to spend, sometimes you want to spend time with it. Sometimes you need a break from it. Most of the time I want to spend time with him. Yes. Right. But you stay together because there's things that you really appreciate about him and he brings things in your life. And so you have something tangible and physical to draw you back to him. And if he wasn't physically there after a while, you will miss him and you will Mm -hmm. feel like something is missing in your life. And so because God is invisible, we don't have that physical connection that physical reminder that physical like i will do anything for you and so that's why it comes to okay it requires discipline Mm -hmm. because i'm having this relationship with someone that i can't physically see even though at times you will physically have his awareness and how he's orchestrating things in your life Right. And then you get even excited because you're like, he's real. I can tell he did Right. But without those little kisses, as I call them, we can be That's oblivious. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh gosh, can... I love that. <laughs> we can be oblivious to him working behind the scenes. Yeah. And I, I think, I think too, oh my God, like I'm a little choked up because that was so beautiful. Just little, God's little kisses. Um, I think when we look at other religions or ways of thought to what you see is that attempt to grasp mm-hmm. at the physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you think of like, even like having statues and even mm-hmm. in Christian history, right? Like there yeah. was like this whole, you know, uproar if like Jesus should be in a picture or not, right? Like there is the whole controversy around that. But when you look at a lot of other religions, a lot of them, either if there's like a a city that they're supposed to go to because it's extra sacred or <laughs> that's how they can access God or even like, um, having a statue or some kind of idol or, or what have you, even like, if you, I'm going to make some people mad about this, but like with the new age stuff, you have like crystals and you mm-hmm. have, you know, things like that in the world where people are just like 
trying to grasp onto something. And I think Mm -hmm. that's like a really good point is like, we're just, I think a lot of them are trying to make sense of of the world that God has given us. Yeah. Yeah. Because we need something visual to connect with. Yeah. And God's answer for that, because we know that people got in trouble with the idols and he was like, Hey, that's not me. And his answer was, if you want to remember me, just write my word everywhere mm-hmm. in your house. Yeah. He's like, that, that's how you remember me because there's truth yeah. in that word. And as you hold on to that truth, you actually hold it on to me. Yeah. And also like, um, communion mm-hmm. and taking in, you know, the bread and the cup like that do this in remembrance of me like right that's how and I think too like one thing that I've really been leaning into I'd say like over the past few months is really looking at not artwork that I idolize but Mm -hmm. more so like artwork and things of beauty and things of creativity that just remind me of God yeah yeah and yeah. then when I'm in my space, I'm able to look at that and be like, oh, like that's, mm-hmm. that's God's presence in, in yeah. my life. Not, not the actual thing, but it is the reminder. It's like a post-it note. The post-it note's not the actual thing that you have to do. It's the reminder of the thing you have to do. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if post-it could actually do the work? Right. <laughs> I feel like that's like a, that's going to be like coming down the word, like, uh, oh with the ai the ai company yes. oh my gosh i'm gonna give you a sneak peek i'm like i was just working on this social post before um we had this and i was on a call with um this group that i'm a part of called the writer's block and um the gal who's speaking this week she said ai is not the imago day and i was like oh yes like full body chills in the best way like AI is not the Imago day in, in so much. So like we were talking about writing and, you know, AI is going to take our jobs and everything, but it was like, no, like we are made in the image of God. And uh, when we write, we are able to reflect that too. For sure. So, yeah. All the beautiful things. Well, Kimir, this conversation has been so good. And I like, I can't wait to like look back over the transcript of this and just like mm-hmm. write down all the little things like God's kisses. I'm, I'm saving that one that, you know, that's going to go on my whiteboard next to me. Um, but one question I always like to end with is what is a tangible faith discipline that someone can enact in their life this week to help grow their faith? Yes. And so <laughs> I, I, I chuckle because living by myself it's easy for me to talk to myself they say you don't yeah. do it we all know we do it oh right? everyone does yeah and and so in this context instead of being told you can't do it just talk to god throughout mm. the day and and as i shared earlier even if in that five minutes or that one or that 30 second 10 second just even say god i love you today mm. And, and as you do that, allowing yourself to connect to his spirit um, so that as you continue throughout the rest of your day, you're not just on autopilot. There's an awareness mm. that he's with you and there's an awareness that you are drawing close to him, even when the chaos is, is not possible. Love that. 
I'm not going to add anything else. We're going to end on that. Thank you so much, Kamir. Uh, where can people find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to see the uh, curriculum that you're putting out there? Tell us all the things. Yes. So even though the name of the company is really long, we are known as J Intel. So if you go to our website, J-I-N-T-E-L.org, you can learn more about myself, our story, how we came about, uh, the services that we offer. And um, we also have on there just articles to continue on your terms of your emotional wellness and, and just learning and gaining insight. And then, of course, we're on Facebook. So on Facebook, we're jntail.org. There we go. There we go. And I'll also add it in the show notes so people can find it with complete yeah. ease. I'm, Thank I'm you so much. Names. I'm creating new names. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me. And we'll catch you guys next week on the pod. Have a good one. Bye.